Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. The Jericho Network on Westwood One. Puck 12360. Featuring weekly news, insider commentary, and interviews with superstars, past and present from the world of pro wrestling. A new day is dawning for DX. And now, your hosts, Sean X Pac Wolfman. Welcome to X Pac 12360, everyone. I'm your host, X Pac. Sean Waltman. Yeah. Yeah. We got a few things to talk about today, as always. Uh, but later on, we're going to be joined by a uh, longtime friend of mine. Uh, we were together in WWE in the late 2000s. When did, when did, hey, our guest this week is Hurricane Helms. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That's it. Uh, when did, when, like, did he come over with the invasion? Yeah, he came over with the invasion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. And um, I was a fan of his when he was called Sugar Shane Helms. I liked that. I thought he was uh, a really good cruiserweight champion in WCW. So and Shane also uh, is um, uh, he's a member of the Keeping It One Hundred podcast with Conan, mm-hmm. also here on Westwood One, and uh, and Shane also uh, um, is very up to date on what's going on, in, you know, in wrestling just in general. So he can weigh in on uh, on all kinds of shit. And he <laughs> has found the fount of youth. He is in incredible yeah. shape. Yeah. Yep. I guess maybe. Um, didn't Corey Graves give him shit or something for how he how he looked at when he came out at Royal Rumble? Um. Well, he, yeah, Corey's going to dig at anyone, but no, Shane's <laughs> in incredible shape. I was going to uh, say, yeah, because yeah. like last time I saw him, he was in way better shape than I am. Well, his wife and <laughs> his wife and him are on the same diet. She's oh. uh, she's a competitive bodybuilder, yeah. uh, fitness person. Mm. So they're on a very similar diet, mm. and he's just killing it right now. So. Right on. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Anyways, um, it was Monday. I woke up and I'm like, huh, you know, let me check my emails and just make sure, um, you know, I got this, I got this thing, I'm, this, I'm shooting this thing with the Toys That Made Us show from mm. Netflix mm-hmm. and, uh, and the, you know, the date and time had changed, you mm-hmm. know, a few times. I'm like, oh, let me just see, you know, because I know it's sometimes this week. Sure enough, it was later, the, later on Monday, like one, <laughs> I had like two hours to get ready. So, uh. Yeah, I went over and I did that, and it was great. Were you? Are you of liberty to say what the episode was about? I'm pretty sure, like okay, like yeah, I, yeah I'm, I I'm pretty imagine. sure people could guess. You <laughs> yeah, know, like, you I know? don't want to make you say. I don't want to make yeah. you say it if they don't want you to. And but like that's be, what we've been waiting for. Well, <laughs> they got, when they got picked up for a season two, the graphic on it had all these toys, and one of them was a Hulk Hogan LJ. Okay. so that let everyone know, oh, there's gonna be a wrestling episode. Yeah, okay, so. it's being produced by our friend Jackie. So. Yes. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Palumbo. Okay. She's yes. The best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She is. Absolutely. <laughs> I, yeah. I saw her there. She was there. Yeah. Of course. And, yeah. She's uh, heading the whole thing, man. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. And and um, comedian Jeff Dye was there. Okay. Actually, they used his uh, his 
You know, his I've collection. Seen yeah, his, yeah. His place. He literally has every figure ever made in a glass case. Wow. I, I don't know why I, I couldn't out spit out my Hasbro doll. Like, <laughs> you know, I was trying to figure out how to say it. Like, you know, it was. It, you know, mm-hmm. it's in the case, and yeah. you know, and they were like, "Hey, bring that doll, by the way." And I'm like, "I don't know what makes you think I, I you know, just having those things laying around." <laughs> <laughs> You know? Do you own any of your memorabilia? No, not really. My mom has a lot of that stuff. Hmm. You know, but then I would go like when I'm at my mom's house and like I'd go digging in the band and like give some of that shit away to people and be like, What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Because there's always someone like cut like a family member coming up, oh, you know, can we give one of your dolls to so and so? And it's just like quit. Yeah. yeah. Quit being like, quit running for mayor using my uh, <laughs> celebrity. I think it's on eBay the next day. Oh, come oh, on. I got an uncle that was just the worst like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I have pay per view chairs end up missing that he just decided to give away to people. Oh, wow. Anyways, that I don't want to get all. But you, know, had, you had fun doing the toys that made us? Yeah. Yeah. I had a, a good time. And, um, you know, they, they really enjoyed hearing what I had to say. Let's just put oh, it that way. I'm sure. Uh, As we all do. Yeah. yeah so anyways, uh, let's get, let's get into some, you know, some current events in, mm-hmm. in wrestling. What's going on? Um, I, you know, Christy's not here this week, um, but we could still do the whole, you know, Xbox one, two, three, 60 news. If you want to. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> one, two, three, 60 wrestling uh, news. Go ahead, Johnny. Uh, well, first things first. I mean, you want to go uh, more info from All In, or what is the... Uh... I think, let's start with today. Yeah. Today, okay. May 23rd, marks the 19-year anniversary of the tragic passing of Owen Hart. Yeah. So, just to remember Owen Hart, and you were at that pay-per-view. You wrestled on Sunday Night Heat with... It was you and Kane against no, Mark Henry No, it wasn't Sunday Brown. Night Heat. It was the first match on the pay-per-view. Oh, yeah. okay. Ugh. Oh, because back then, Sunday Night Heat used to... Kind of go fall into yeah. the pay per view. That like was like would, their their tease. Like, like oh, would, buy the pay per view. Come on, now. man. Do you They're really think the they ring. would put a WWE tag team title match with me and Kane versus or Kane and I? I'm sorry, versus Mark Henry and D'Lo Brown on the. Uh, if they pre-show? want you to buy the pay per view, yeah. No, well, no back yeah. then, no, that yeah, was an but, attraction. See, but then now. that affects my pay. So oh. it's not happening, Jimbo. <laughs> oh, so you're making sure that yes. doesn't happen. Plus, don't forget, there was no network then. Sunday Night Heat was on regular cable, and then it jumped right into... Yeah, okay. Yeah. And they did a good job back then of literally... these. This is, we're about to ring the bell on this match. If you don't call your cable provider, we will ring the bell without you. Yeah. Like, the urgency was always there on Sunday Night Heat. So, um, yes, that, that particular evening, um, obviously, anything that happened... Um, you know, I had a... Had an excellent tag match on that show, and um, it doesn't really matter because, you know, everything done on that show is is eclipsed and, and overshadowed by mm-hmm. uh, by the tragic passing, yeah. you know, of our friend. So, um, yeah, I uh, just you know when that when you know these type of anniversaries come up, you know, and our friends are no longer here, you know, makes us have you know fond memories. Hopefully. Yeah. And I have tons of fond memories, you know, of Owen. I could just go on. I could do a whole show right heard, now about yeah. it. Yeah. The stories about him are just endless. Yeah. Uh, so today, you know, a lot of people are going, oh, yeah. Um, you know, referring back to, oh, you had such a great match with Owen at King of the Ring 1994. And it was great. It was mm-hmm. five minutes, but it was great. Um, 
And uh, I so today I just wanted to remind everyone I sent a tweet out sharing a, a match that I had with Owen on Raw a couple months later. Mm. Um, Jim Jim Neidhart was on the, on the outside, and it was from Lowell, Massachusetts, and it was probably about fifteen minutes. And I think we opened the show, mm. and um, and it was it was uh, a really good match, and so I decided to share it with everyone today. I hope you all enjoy it. Yeah. So, um, anyways, um, yeah, Owen, I, I was thinking about tell, telling a, you know, one of the Owen Rib stories. Do it. I'm not sure if I, if I, um, if I ever told this before, but, well, I've told it before, but I don't think I ever told it on here because my stories are long and convoluted, but I'll try to keep this one, mm-hmm. you know, as concise as possible. Oh, everyone knows, well, everyone that knows about Owen knows that, he was always trying to pinch a penny, and <laughs> yeah, right. he would he would put himself to hell by riding with like whoever, like any fan or anyone like that would drive him for free, and he didn't have to rent a car. He would take him up on it. Right. And uh, but there were a few people that were like regulars when it came to driving, you know, mm-hmm. the boys around. And there was a guy in Toronto named Ronnie Gaff that everyone's pretty fond of, and like. Um, Anyways, and there were a few other people, but there was this one guy, and his name was Paul. And I think he originally was like a friend of Macho Man Randy Savage. He used to drive Randy around. Anyways, somehow Owen got connected with him. And, you know, Owen was always, you know, always looking for somebody to share in his misery with <laughs> riding with. No, no, I'm being yeah, like... facetious. You know, like it wasn't misery. He, we, you know wasn't ideal, but, you know, these were good people that were driving mm-hmm. us around. Sure. Yeah, they would get on your nerves sometimes, but they were great people. Like, you know, they loved what we did, and, you know, they wanted to help us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, here's how we repaid them. <laughs> 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 um, so we're driving, we're driving with Paul, and, um, and he has a new, like, pretty new car as well. And so Paul decides that, Without us knowing that he's gonna, when he picks us up, all of a sudden there's this girl in the front seat, front seat, mm-hmm. taking up the front seat. Okay, and uh, it's his girlfriend. He just decided, oh yeah, my girlfriend's taking a road trip with us. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, we go to this, we check into this hotel, and you know it's like the middle of the, you know, mid level hotel. It's like Holiday Inn or yeah, okay. Something comfort like and something, you know. For me, that's how doesn't really matter. <laughs> it wasn't the Hilton, it wasn't the Hyatt, it wasn't, you know, the Waldorf. So, um, anyways, Owen and I are healing a room. That's what you call sharing a room, and that's what how we used to refer to it. And, um, Owen was really okay when you when you share a room with Owen, Owen had a hard time sleeping, so he would wear blinders when he slept. Mm. Not only that, but he would like legit, like Elvis Presley style. Get out like uh, a roll of aluminum foil and put in the windows. Yeah, and like tape the curtains so the, no light could come in. Oh my god! Oh yeah, yeah. But anyways, um, the 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 room was was an adjoining room, um, and so I don't know. Just having to just you know check the door and see if it was open. Sure enough, the door was open, and you know the the adjoining room was. Open and it was the honeymoon suite. Okay. Yeah, it had the whole bat, the hot, you know, the the, the cheesy the hot tub with the heart, you know, the, the mirror on the ceiling, all that <laughs> shit. And 
and I'm like, oh, what? Hey, like, got an idea. Got on a phone, called Paul's room, say, hey, you're not gonna believe this. They got the um, the honeymoon suite here, and it's open. It's a joining room. And so immediately he gets his light bulb go up, and he said, oh yeah, me and my girl oh. in the hot tub. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he moved. They moved their shit into the honeymoon suite. Amazing. Yeah. And after they got nice and settled in, Owen gets on the phone and calls the room uh, and puts on like a, a, a British accent and, you know, proceeds to tell Paul that, you know, there's a honeymoon couple waiting to check into their honeymoon suite and, <laughs> you know, what the F is going on here. And uh, so immediately, you know, when we hung up, uh, he called, Paul calls our room. He's like, Oh my God, you're not going to believe this. And so he starts telling us. So then, you know, he hangs up and he's like, what do we do? And then, you know, so Owen calls him again and, you know, puts on the voice and he's like telling them how they, you know, ruined this pe- these people's honeymoon. And, <laughs> you know, you got, you know, X amount of minutes to get out of here before you call the cops. What an amazing place for a honeymoon. Too. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> so on top of it, not only did, you know, did that happen, but I went across the street to the convenience store and bought a dozen eggs and egged his car <laughs> and then wrote a note and stuck it on the windshield. Oh, my God. You piece of... <laughs> you ruined our honeymoon, blah, blah, blah. Oh. It was... A, it was and, and then... And then... We're driving down the road and I'm in the back seat and, and, uh, and Owen's sitting there next to me and I start tapping on the... Uh, on the door, like, and as he would speed up, I go, and so we're just like, oh, I think we got a flat, and it's pulling over, you know, no, the tire's okay, and then Owen's getting out, and he's looking, and he goes, no, it's this piece of plastic, it's rubbing against the wheel when you're driving, so eventually, you know, this guy's got a fairly new car, and he's like ripping pieces of plastic off his car, and oh my god. Anyway, so those were the kinds of things. Like that was what we did to amuse ourselves. And that's the last time he gave in. He went around. No, <laughs> no, no. That guy came back for more. Love it for years. Not his girlfriend though. No. <laughs> so anyway, that's the story. I hope it wasn't too. You know. No, that's fine. It's great. Okay, thank you for putting that story for over, Steve. It's a perfect Appreciate day for that. It just makes me think like. If Owen would still be here, he'd be an executive producer on Swerved. He would be oh, like God. the head yeah. of Swerved right now, just causing ruckus for everyone in the locker room. If MTV didn't just pick him up for Punked. Oh, yeah. Like, if he were still, like, he might have been just one of the people they MTV found. Like, he's perfect. And so, <laughs> so there's this one, this one time we were in, we were overseas. I want to say we were in Israel. And uh, it was, yeah, I probably, I've told this story before, but... Indulge me if you will, folks. <laughs> we shall. Uh, Owen and Davy versus um, no, no. Owen and who was it? Owen and somebody versus Lex and Davy. Okay. Um, and every time Owen gets in there with uh, Dave, like so, Owen gets in there with Davy, and Davy picks him up, and press slams, and reps him like ten times. Mm. Boom! In comes. In comes Lex, goes to press slam Owen. Owen dead weights him. He could barely get him up to here, and you know just dumps him all like uneven. And I, I at one point, you know, Lex went to lock up with with Owen, and Owen just like took a bump, and, and Lex was just looking down at him like, "What the f?" 
I mean, these were, these were the kinds of things that Owen would do to amuse himself. Um, sometimes at the expense of the match. Sure. One time, it, I think it was the same, the same match. Owen's, or, um, Lex is on the floor. And Owen just rolls out to the floor and just proceeds to wrap every inch of cable that's on the floor around Lex. And Lex is just all tied up, <laughs> hog tied. It's just like, I don't even know how he got back in the ring to beat the count. So it was things like that. You know? Oh, that's so great. Yeah. All right. We love you, Owen. And obviously, yeah. um, you're so missed. It's not even funny. Yes. Uh, moving on, uh, SmackDown Live has been purchased by Fox, apparently. I don't know if it's official official, but the numbers have already come out. About a billion dollars, $205 million a year over the course of five years. This is not Fox Sports. This is actual Fox, the network. So you're going to see SmackDown Live on Fox, the same network where you see football and Empire and all the other and, shows. And they're moving to Friday, I believe. The, re- the report also says that it's likely going to be Friday, and we don't know if it'll be live or not. You would think they'd want to keep the product live. Yeah. Live. Because tape, they don't. Fox wouldn't pay that kind of money for a no. Tape. It's it's going to be live. Mm. I'm 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 saying that as as though it's a fact. But yeah. But I mean, I'm pretty. I think I'm pretty safe to go out on a limb there and say yeah. that's going to be live. It's well, a, and they've been they've it's who, been live for two years. Who wants to pay that much money for a tape show? Exactly. And like that, I'm not saying that they have years to readjust, but that does buck their taping schedule for. Their long, decades-long taping schedule of Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Well, now it's just uh, Friday. Uh, the Friday house show is now SmackDown. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's just, that's yeah. just the way it is. And that, which is, I think, just fine, actually. And I think they have enough plates in the air, too, with 205 Live and a potential British show and NXT in the next can, yeah. consistently growing. That uh, weekend production schedule, if you will. Mm-hmm. So, like, a Friday through either Monday or Tuesday production schedule wouldn't be the end of the world that you could... Squeeze in a 205 Live or like whatever other TV show you've already developed, you just shoot over the weekend instead yeah. of a house show. Well, plus it's going to guarantee for Fox the 8 to 10 p.m. Friday night. They're going to win the ratings every week because Friday night is generally not a great night for ratings for now. That's People right. Yeah. Doing stuff. That's right. So they're going to guarantee the highest. They're going to win every Friday night. So, yep. I mean, I guess. Yeah. And the stock price went through the roof. Oh, yeah. 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 Thank good. I apparently um, <laughs> Steve Kaufman here is just. As a WWE stock owner, how uh, many how many shares of stock do you have? Not do you mind? that many, thirty. Uh-huh. <laughs> thirty, like a, a very modest amount, but at a so very you made mod- like one hundred and eighty dollars, something like that. The yes. other day, good like, call, nice. buddy. It was it was around. I got in a, a little under out. ten, and this was before the WWE Network. And I got in, and then I watched it surge over the um, like under the WWE yeah. Network news. It surged, mm-hmm. and then oddly enough, their TV rights yeah. deal brought it back down to like fifteen. Yeah, because mm. people. Because people were initially investing in the WWE Network because they thought, oh, no, this is going to be huge because they're not going to be dependent on NBC Universal. And then they sign a deal with NBC Universal, and then the stock plummets, yeah. and then it's only recently gone back up. But a brilliant move by you to get in early. So, um, so. I got in really, really early on that. I was uh, when, when um, not that I'm still in it, so I'll just well. say that right away. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, when when the initial public uh, offering happened, and I was it ninety nine. I feel right. Ninety eight yeah. or ninety nine. No, wow. ninety nine. Uh, there were twelve people that were granted stock options, like you know, talent and and that. And I was one. Of, I was fortunate enough to be one Oof, of them. Wow. Yeah, and uh, and they were. You know, I was. Um, I'll just. I was granted thirty thousand shares of stock. Oh. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. What was yeah. it worth then? Um. Immediately. I, like, 
What is it? It went up to like thirty dollars a share pretty quick. It opened. It at opened seventeen. Around, yeah, it opened at seventeen. And if yeah. you had an, if you had an option, you would have had an option under seventeen. Yeah, but see what they did. They put a, um, they put a thing on like I couldn't exercise the options for like two years. Right. Mm-hmm. So you had to keep the stock yeah. for two years. Yeah, okay. and then they, and then the XFL like they took mm-hmm. care of that. Oh yeah. Yeah. But then so. you would have had the option. But you would have had the option at a lower price than. Yeah, the- but if it's under seventeen, if the stock's at, if if, if your call price is seventeen dollars, mm-hmm. and it's at twelve dollars, your stock options are worth less than zero. Yeah. However, so, so the XFL dropped it below what yes. you got in at. Yeah. Ooh, mm-hmm. That's why. I, that's why I fear XFL twenty twenty. Anyway, it's a lot different. It's, <laughs> it's a different apples company. and oranges. Well, yeah, not apples right. and oranges, but yeah, right. yeah, apples and oranges. It's yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah, apples and oranges at the same farmers market, but yeah. <laughs> apples and oranges. That's a little different. The circumstance, circumstances are different. The, uh, yeah. the I. I think it, it will be more successful. I'm not saying it's going to be a home run, but mm-hmm. I, 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 I think I think the potential is there for it to be more successful now. Sure, yeah, digital age. I think so. Yeah. I also I also think with XFL, I I think mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with one of the best and biggest, baddest media companies in the world offshooting a little and investigating televised football. Yeah. That even if the XFL, as we think it'll be, like an actual televised league with teams. That might not come to fruition, but the NFL might just want to buy two years worth of research. Hmm. I mean, my only fear is that let's let's say the XFL isn't successful this time around. I just hope that doesn't come back to affect the men and women who are on the WWE rosters. Which is what happened to you last time. Mm. No, I can't. We can't just you know like Satan is having to just me. Like we all shared in the uh, right. You know. And, you all paid, all you all paid yeah. the price for that. <laughs> yeah, it's it, along the same thing. You know, same thing that happened when when I first got there. It was the tail end of the WBF and the ICO Pro uh, thingy. Mm. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, I got free ICO Pro at least. <laughs> <laughs> Silver lining, everybody. Yep. Silver lining, all right. indeed. All right, moving on. Yeah, so all in. We all know it's already sold out. Sold out in 37 minutes, and the press conference happened, uh, well, about a week and a half ago now. Um, it's basically been uh, made public that CM Punk was there, hanging out. He's going to be signing autographs on August 31st, the day before All In. So obviously there's rumors spreading that, oh my God, is he going to show up on All In? As of now, it's just an autograph signing, but... I, I think it all depends on uh, whether or not his fight goes well next month, because then he's going to have two and a half months to figure out what he wants to do. And if there's any event that he would show up at, I would think it would be all in. Yeah, but, I'm sure he's going to. I'm sure he'll be there. Or I don't. There, it's not going to be an announced appearance, though. There's no. There's no there's need no to need. announce it. Yeah, yeah. No need. they sold out. So the I, paper, mean, I mean, unless they want to get the buyer. Well, actually, Cody said there might not be a pay per view. So yeah. I would. I'm going to leave from the get go. I didn't think there would be one. Uh, there's just too many people from too many different, right. you know, mm-hmm. things. I mean, it's just, you know, who knows what it, a lot of the people that are involved in the show, who knows what kind of contract they're dealing with, it's, with yeah. their respective promotions. Well, just like the Bucks said last week, which you could listen to on Westwood One, go back and listen. Uh, they said contract wise, they're not sure what they're allowed to do and they're trying to figure yeah. it out. So. Well, they're not even supposed to wrestle in North America if it's not for Ring of Honor. So the fact that they're allowed to do the show is huge. It's amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm going to guess that uh, next year there might be a little more thought put into allowing them to to do the show. I don't know. I'm just guessing. From there, you know, well, I, I w- 
there might be that mentality of like, hey, you got a guy say, hey, where's our cut or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. maybe not thinking at like, you know, being happy for these guys and wanting to support them, but really not in a million years thinking it was going to be this successful. <laughs> Although the argument can also be made on Ring of Honor or New Japan side of, wow, these guys are so amazing. Yeah. And we have them. Mm-hmm. We have them on our TV. That's yeah. good enough. Like that business, pure business wise, that should be good enough. Because yeah. the last thing you want to do is annoy them to a point where they'll leave. Right. I mean, Ring of Honor could just say, hey, use all our guys, um, mm-hmm. use all our staff, film a pay per view, and we'll take a 25% cut. That's possible. Too. And, and you know what? And I'm not saying that, you know, when I was, when I was saying that, I'm not saying they wouldn't be justified in thinking that. Sure. At all. Oh, no. You know? I think the buy rate would be. Pretty impressive. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I'm I'm not sure that's the route they're looking at. Mm-hmm. I, I I would think there are other avenues. Like you can pay, there are enough websites where you could just paywall video that that might be an easier that might be an easier avenue to go to and less. You're saying they're gonna film it old school DVD style, but then sell it online, perhaps. Any variation of that, I think. I think they're definitely looking at ways to film. I don't know okay. this for certain, but I think they're definitely looking at ways to film it Just and then lying. sell a DVD or yeah. sell a VOD. That could work. I wouldn't be shocked if they're trying to do something live behind a paywall. Mm. Or, like, because there are a lot of New Japan guys, there are a lot of Ring of Honor guys, Access TV might have interest, and this is me recklessly speculating, that Access TV might have interest in all the, all the people on that show that they would pay a rights fee for one time for one night only. Yeah. A lot of networks would I think step up. It's just not something that there's ever been an opportunity for them to step up and, yeah. and be a part of. Because wrestling know? on a TV yeah. network side has always been cheap television. I'm going to tell you what this reminds me of in a way except for um or what how it could be done in in a way. Um Championship Wrestling from Florida, when I was a kid in 1985, they had something called Battle of the Belts. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was we had it was supposed to be Nick Bockwinkel versus Rick Martel um, for the AWA title. It was, um, you know, Flair versus Wahoo mm-hmm. for the NWA title. Um, the Road Warriors versus Hanson and Brody, even though Brody didn't show up and Harley Race had to take his place. And I got hit. Uh, Hanson hit me with a cowbell. Okay. When I was, oh, that's when you were in the yeah. crowd. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Um, so, yes, and um, Billy Jack versus Rick Rude for the Southern title of Florida title, Jack Hart versus Kendall Wyndham. Anyways. Yeah. Um, you get my drift. Yeah. Um, they... They were on, like, there's a thing called Hubbard Broadcasting, which was, it might still be a thing, but they had, like, syndication everywhere, all over the country. And so the show was broadcast live to syndicated markets. Oof. Yeah. So it was in multiple, like, dozens of markets across the country. Oh, yeah, tons of markets. That's awesome. It's kind of like Sinclair is now. Yeah. I was just about to say, you know, I could picture some, you know, like Sinclair or Mm -hmm. Tribune or something. Sinclair has money. Yeah. <laughs> they could so, put it together. Either yeah. way, it's just we're th- three and a half months away, mm-hmm. right? And still all this excitement, it's going to be uh, something to behold. I'll make, yeah. a, I'll make a bold prediction right now. What? Because I might not ever be here again. I'm just going to say it right now. CM Punk will appear at StarCast on the Cole Cabana, on whatever Cole Cabana is doing. Are they? <laughs> is there all their beef squashed and they're all good again? Let's Probably not the, get into that. Uh, that's my prediction right that's now. Not a, <laughs> yeah, that's not our business. But hey, who knows? That's, that's my bold prediction right now that 
if CM Punk is involved at all, that's where he that's where he's guaranteed to show up. Mm-hmm. All right, huh. but you know, and and you know, while we're on that note, there's been a little bit of scuttlebutt in the last few days, and I can't imagine why. That okay, there's renewed uh, interest in going after the Young Bucks and WWE, and makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So uh, sure, but I, I I mean, you guys know the Bucks better. You definitely know the Bucks better. I, I feel like they're having so much fun right now, and they're loving their life. Listen, you only get one chance to do this. If the opportunity comes to go there and the deal is, is right, right okay. you take it. Okay. You take it. But the deal has to be right because their history of how they use tag teams um, isn't that great. Mm. So, uh, you know, it has to be mm. So lucrative that if once they get there, they use them like shit, you know, and their market value goes down, it'll still be worth it to them. Sure. You know? Uh, and so I promise you, those guys, well, I don't promise because I don't, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I'm not in their heads, but I'm willing to bet my left nut that. <laughs> <laughs> that's better than a promise. Because that's, right? that's the smaller one and the two. <laughs> Um, that bite. those guys are are considering everything. Sure, why not? Six months until their contracts come up. Oh yeah, yeah. I think that's when where the Ring of Honor contracts are done. That's when WWE is really going to throw yeah. it at them. That's when, they, and they'll yeah. have to make that decision. Because I think the biggest thing holding them back is they don't want to move. They don't have yeah. to wait until the contracts are actually up to talk to, to mm. if, 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 they, if the, yeah if the if the as long as the Bucks are the one. The ones that uh, approach them, there's no problem with that. It's the other way around. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. So you're saying as far as moving your – that's if they were asked to go to NXT is what you're saying. Well, just WWE in general. Like, I know they yeah, don't want to move. Which means – That's like the biggest thing for them. they wouldn't have to move if they it, go right to main roster. They can still live in California, right? But then they wouldn't – I don't – but I take that also to mean they don't want to do 300 dates. Like honestly, I think if we're talking the contract on a sliding scale, I think they – if they were offered the kind of con- the kind of contract they're worth to the WWE, but it's half the dates, so it's all the TV plus big house shows like Garden House shows, like European tours. They show yeah. up when Lesnar shows up. That's their yeah, goal. like or like, I, I would imagine it would be like a bit more than Lesnar, but still, yeah, like they'd be on every TV. They'd be on every TV and the really big house shows, and it would be something like 150 dates, and then by and large, they're still home every weekend. That sounds like something yeah, they would I, want. I te- you know, um, theoretically, yeah. they're home every week. But trust me, I okay. know what it's like when you have, in your contract, you have, uh, you know, it's stated that you're only allowed to be work 15 days a month. Mm. And they still figure out. <laughs> they still figure out a way. Yes. Yeah. Because okay. that doesn't include travel days. That's right. So they find a way that you're still only right. home to- two days a week. Then. But a lot then, of the time, but they're smart guys, and they, they're smart guys, and they'll have the upper hand. Mm-hmm. That if that's if it's not what if that's really what's valuable to them, they just won't go. And that is it for Xbox One Two Three Sixty News. And we'll be right back with Hurricane Helms. Hey, Xbox One Two Three Sixty fans! I just wanted to tell you two ways that you can support the show to help it grow. First, if you've ever wanted to shout out a surprise message for various occasions from me, all you have to do is visit celebvm.com/sean waltman to request a video today. 
Not only does it support the show, but a portion of the proceeds go to charity. Second, to visit ProWrestlingTees.com slash Sean Waltman. That's the only place to grab shirts with the X-Pac 12360 logo, Wolfpack, or many other designs. If you pick up a shirt, make sure to tweet us using the hashtag X-Pac 12360. That's CelebVM.com slash Sean Waltman for a personal message from me, X-Pac. And ProWrestlingTees.com slash Sean Waltman for X-Pac, Wolfpack, and X-Pac 12360 gear. Thanks for supporting the show. Now let's get back to it. Welcome back to X-Pac 12360, everyone. Joining us over the phone right now, someone I've known for quite a long time, big fan of his. He was uh, at WCW and WWE with me. Actually, he wasn't in WCW with me, but he was in WCW. Uh, his name is Shane Hurricane Helms. Yeah. Hell yeah. 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 What it is. Man. <laughs> hey, man. For, first, I just want to say that it was uh, it was fantastic seeing you come out in the Royal Rumble. It was really sweet. <clears throat> I appreciate it, man. It was a fun fun little gig. Yeah. I'm sure, fun you little know, gig that day. You, uh, how, long, how, long, um, how long did Jeff prepare for that? Uh, I mean, like, just for the spot, or what do you no, mean? No, you know, for the t- from the time they called you, like, you know, like, because I would, I would want to have some time to, you know, try to, you know, get, you know, like, dialed in tan-wise, make, get some, you know, for you to get everything in, you know, mm-hmm. in order. How much time do you have? I don't know. I'm, pre- I'm, I'm pretty much all covered up, so I don't need this. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, uh, we only finalized it the week before. Oh, wow. You know, um, wow. Yeah, so... I know that uh, they wanted me to, uh, you know, well, you know, whatever. You hear things. I think they wanted me to come in in years prior, but I was either contractually obligated to other companies, or one time I was actually injured and couldn't do it. So um, this this time the timing was just was just right. So uh, worked out really well. I, w- I was just happy we were able to keep it a secret in today's yeah. social media age. The fact that we were able to keep it, you know, sneaking through the airports in disguise. Mm. Um, you know, even hidden. You know, we didn't. Uh, even the boys didn't know. The guy, other guys in the Rumble didn't know until about 30 minutes before the Rumble match started. Wow. Like the wow. pay-per-view was already underway, and they still didn't know until they brought me and Ray in the building. I like that. You know, it's not, like you were saying, man, um, with the with how hard it is to keep a secret mm. these days, man, it's really hard to surprise people. And people really like to still be surprised. Yeah. You know? And, and it was a great surprise, man, because as you could tell by the reaction, Chain, man, the people still love you, man. You're still over as F. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. I, I was, you know, uh, you always want a reaction like that, but you can't be too confident because the second right. you get too confident is when the crickets come out, yeah. you know? But uh, I was hoping, and I knew following Cena that was going to be, because he was the guy that went out before me. I was like, man, my pop, you know, it's going to be compared to his subconscious, <laughs> whether, you, whether you realize it or not. You know what I'm saying? And and whether you know, and whether people are yaying or booing, the reaction, his ovation is still thunderous because yep. they're yes. doing something. Yeah. You know, so the fact that they uh, that Philly delivered for me like that, man, that was that was it. Couldn't have been any better for me. Yeah, man. Well, when you were contracted prior to the Rumble, what was it for? Do you know? Was it for 205 Live? No, he said contracted to another company. Other, oh, other places. but other you said company. WWE hit you up, and you couldn't go there because you were contracted to another company. Do you know what they were asking you for? Were they asking you to come back to do 205 Live? Or? It was Rumble, I think. In, in, in previous years, to do Rumble spots. Oh, to do Rumble spots. Oh, okay. 
And you and your wife did an amazing job of hiding yourselves at the airport. That picture was pretty classic. <laughs> yeah, and she was because she was determined to go because she had never, you know, we got together after my WWE uh, career, so she never seen me. You know, I mean, she goes to me on like some of the indie gigs. There's been a couple shows she's been to where there's a couple thousand people there, but nothing on the scale. Well, there, there is nothing else on the scale of WWE, and you know. Well, I say that now, but now that the All In boys win so ten thousand tickets, you know, might have a little competition coming up. Hey, but, and, but, you're um, gonna, and you're going to be there. I, I saw that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be there. Yeah. yeah. So, but she, but she was determined to go, and I'm like, man, baby, I got to sneak through this airport. You know, you, she's a, she's a damn head turner herself. Mm-hmm. People will see her before they see me. You know, and and then wrestling fans they'll recognize her face. I'm like, baby, if they see you, then the gig's up. The secret's out. And mm. if the secret gets out and it's my fault, I'm going to look like an asshole. If the secret gets out and it's WWE's fault, that's okay. But it can't yeah. be my it can't be my fault, you know. So, um, so we did the disguise, bought a wig, and all that shit. Man, it's actually pretty fun. That wig came in handy. That's all I'm saying. Hey, <laughs> role playing. So um, these days, how's your body feeling, man? Not bad, not bad at all, man. You know, uh, no complaints. I'll be 44 in July. Um, I work out twice a day. Actually, you know, Karen, um, my my fiance there, we uh, she's actually the best trainer I've ever had. You know, she's uh, she just won the North Carolina State NPC Figure Competition uh, for the second year. She competes in the nationals in uh, July in Pittsburgh, and man, there was a ton of stuff I was just doing incorrectly in terms of working out. You know, so um, guys, don't think that women don't know what they're doing in the gym because I found me one that does, and she whoops my ass. <laughs> and I like it. Well, Shane, it's incredible, dude. When we were in the Middle East together, uh, August of 2016, you were really hobbled, man. Your foot was still bothering you, and, and you had talked about maybe not really getting in the ring again. And then I see you last week, you and Eli Drake, you're kicking ass in there. So she did something right with you. Yeah, you know, I got heavy there. after When I had the ACL surgery, I got, like, fat for the first time in my life. <laughs> you know, I had a little bit of the dad bod for a minute, but that's just dad bod. But, you know, after the ACL surgery, like, I just – you know, I guess being, you know, in the 40s, the weight just kind of packed on. And uh, and so, yeah, that was just, you know, I got an ankle reconstruction on my left foot from a motorcycle accident. Just the, the extra weight. And I'm now I'm having to put even more weight on it because it was the other leg that had the ACL surgery. So I just wasn't moving very well. You know, it hurt, hurt to walk. It hurt to be alive. <laughs> As I tell people, it only, it only hurts when I'm alive. But other than that, it feels great. Hey, man, so... But, um, um, so I missed I missed you. Like, I, I reached out to you the other day. I'm like, hey, man, you still in town? Because you were in town last week for uh, bar wrestling, and you had him. Was it a singles match? Yeah. With Eli Drake. Yeah. Talk about Eli yeah. Drake a little bit, man, because, um, you know, I, I'm I'm kind of uh, late to the party on him, but I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of his. Dude, I, I had talks with TNA about him. I was like, he's going to be the guy. Like, one day he's going to be the guy. When I first met him, you know, he was kind of uh, – Quiet, kind of off to himself yeah. a little bit. But then, uh, as it, as it happens in the business, sometimes one night after a show, hanging out, you know, having a having a few drinks, his personality came out, and I was like, man, this this guy's funny as hell, you know. Yes. And then it kind of translated in, into his mic work, and I just started paying attention to his ring work a lot better. And I was like, man, this, this is going to be the guy one day. Yes. Um, yeah, he's got. And you know, I definitely think he is. Yeah. Especially it, like you can think that watching him, yeah. and you know this what I'm talking about. But the test is when you, if you get in there with them, the instincts that certain guys have yes. that you know can't be taught, he, he's got them. Uh-huh. So he's, he's definitely, he's definitely something special. Yeah, and and like I, 
there's not a lot of chinks in his armor, man. No, not really. Not really. He can kind of do it all. Yeah. You know, uh, he can he can do a lot of the styles. He can he can go airborne if he needs to. You know, he's in a lot better shape than a lot of the indie guys, which is, you know, probably nine times out of ten, he doesn't need to get aerial, but he has the right. ability. He's very athletic. Uh, good punches, good kicks. He's got the, he can talk. He can talk his ass off. Mm. That was probably the funnest part of our match. Cause, you know, I mean, that was, you know, my gift too. Like I built that whole hurricane thing off of promos. Yes. You know, I got over in the back, but the, the ring stuff was just, you know, that kind of was the icing on the cake, I guess. But, you know, I got over with promos. So we, I, that was the best part of our match was me and him going back and forth. Yeah. Well, speaking of you and your promos, like I really like, I was talking to these guys at at the beginning of the show when we were talking about you briefly, and I was saying like, what a fan I was of you as Sugar Shane Helms, <laughs> and 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 of you as the cruiserweight champ down there with the short black trunks and just looking like a wrestler, pro wrestler, mm. man, and and good, yeah. great gift to gab even back then. Yeah, you know, I mean, that was how I envisioned myself, what I was all in. In the Indies, I was a wrestler. You know, I had yeah. I had a pretty good amateur background, um, and I studied all the different styles. You know, much like yourself. You know, I studied sure. uh, Japan, uh, the the UK stuff, um, you know, world of sport, that type of stuff. I had a little, only a few Lucha Libre tapes. Uh, Negro Costas was my guy. Yeah. You know, for whatever reason, he was the guy I liked the most. Um, and I just tried to really combine them in something. So, like, I was never, it was never in my mind to be the Hurricane. That was a WWE idea that was presented to me, and um, you know, I mean, I wasn't sure about it, but it ended up being the most successful thing I did. But the reason I actually did that heel run as Gregory Helms was because, like, I, I was so good at the comedy, yeah. at the comedy stuff, that, like, the company itself forgot that I could actually do the other stuff. <laughs> yeah. You see what I'm saying? It's like, of course, it's yeah. Kind of like Jerry, Lawler was, you know, Jerry Lawler was such a great commentator that Vince would only let him commentate. Like, the people that have only seen Jerry Lawler's uh, WWE career, they don't know how great he was in the ring. Man, you're not so, kidding. Uh, mm. no, no, I go was, ahead. No, I was just saying, <laughs> you're not kidding about Jerry Lawler, man. I mean, I, I had a match with him two years ago. Uh, we had a match at the, at the halftime uh, of the Memphis Grizzlies game in a ring that was set up yeah. like a hundred feet above, like it was like a hundred mm. feet up. It was so scary. I was scared shitless. Jesus. But anyways, you know, it was like it, it was it was the same Jerry Lawler I worked with like twenty five years ago in, in, on on Raw and or twenty years ago on on Raw. I mean, you know, I'm getting heat on him, and he calls he calls for me to give him a backdrop. What? You know, like wow. I don't know, I was sixty seven years old, whatever. But, uh, yeah, dude, if you, anybody that's watching, you go back and watch some of his old stuff. And, like, you know, there's a couple of those uh, accounts on Twitter that yeah. pop, pop up good stuff with Jerry. And that'll, that'll just make me go back and watch it, man. Some of the maybe the best puncher, you know, if he's yes. not the best puncher, he's in the conversation. He is. You know, Absolutely. He's definitely in, in the conversation. Wow. And, but, like, but I, what I was saying was because he, got, he was so good at this one thing, they didn't let him do the other. And, like, that's kind of what happened with me with the hurricane because I was funnier than everybody else. Yep. That's all they wanted me to do, and it kind of made people forget that I could actually go in there and, you know, tackle, drop down, get it again, kid. Sure. Hey, that's so, kind of what that whole Gregory Helms run was about was just to remind them what I could do. Gotcha. So so are you saying that, like, at some point you became kind of frustrated, like, with being kind of, like, typecast? So to speak? Uh, yeah, a little bit. You know, not, not, not frustrated, I, I don't. I want to say frustrated because I was having so much fun. I, like, I loved being the hurricane. You know, yeah. once I was in that groove and I made it my own, 
Like I was having fun, but I I know I know what the potential could have been, but I also knew what the guys in charge they had a different idea of what the potential was. Yeah. And I recognized that. They were only gonna let me do so much. You know. And so once you once you plateau, you better make some changes, you know, or else you're gonna just, you know, kinda of flatline career wise. Yeah. So um you know, I just wanted to make some changes and, and kind of remind them what else I can do, you know, just change it up a little bit and see what would happen. And I mean, that Gregory Helms run was probably my best body of, of actual work in the ring and stuff like that uh, of my career, you know, but the merch didn't fly off the shelves. By any <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I mean, but, that's uh, what happens, though, like, right? Like, I mean, yeah, I get it. But I mean, was it worth it? It was because Vince took care of me on the pay-per-views and stuff. You yeah. know, I was still on everything. I was on every show. And I talked to Vince about that because I didn't want to be the tweener heel. I didn't want to sure. be the heel that sold merch. Because, you know, uh, there, there are two different kinds of heels. There, you know, there's the, the, the true heels and there's the tweener heels. The tweener heels is going to make a lot more money. That's going to be your rock, kind of your Ric Flair. Those are the guys that are – they're, they're the bad guys, but you still love them to death. So yep. that's, you know uh, – I wanted to be the guy that you hated. I wanted to be Buddy Roberts. Yeah. You know, I wanted to be Tully Blanchard. I want to be the guy that didn't sell the merch, but because you hate me so much, you're going to love the heels even more, and you're going to love the other baby faces even more. You know, it's kind of a, it, it's, it's a psychological uh, tool. Like, I don't know if I talked to you about this before, but it's like Silence of the Lambs, where Hannibal Lecter wasn't the heel. Buffalo Bill was the heel. Yes. Buffalo Bill was the one you hated. Yes. And, and the effect was that you liked Hannibal even more because he was such an interesting character. Yeah, um, man. So I, that, that's what I was. I wanted to be Buffalo Bill, but without the tuck. And I feel like nowadays, I don't look great in lipstick either. But you know, but you, you know, it is what it is. You snuck that one in good. Shit. Put the lotion uh, in the basket. <laughs> But yeah, I feel like there's not enough of that nowadays. There's not enough guys that are just willing to say, I want to be hated. It's everyone mm. saying, I want to be bad, but I want to be cool at the same time. So uh, I'm, I'm, I agree with you on that one for sure. Well, what kind of merch? Well, the, reward did... isn't, the reward isn't as good financially. That's the thing. You mm, have yeah. to be really, you know, unless you've got a boss that understands what you're doing, you know, and that's why I had to make sure, like, listen, talk to, had to talk to the boss, Vince, and say, like, this, this is what I'm doing, and this is why I'm doing it. And, you know, my merch is going to suck here, you know, and so mm-hmm. I don't even want T-shirts, you know, because mm, right. that's why I went with two. I didn't even have a nickname. I was just Gregory Helms. Wow, yeah. No hook. There's no hook. There's no nothing. I didn't want to give people anything to like about me. So who were your, like, you know as, in, in that run as a heel, who were your, who were the guys you liked to work with the most uh, at that point? Um, Probably Matt, you know, uh, Matt Hardy yeah. was, uh, it, it was a real, because he was in a real rut, he'd gotten some old, some of that backstage heat, yeah. uh, and was kind of kind of plateaued himself. And it was that run with me that kind of pulled him out. So I was really, on a personal and professional level, happy about that that I could help help my buddy like that. Yeah. Um, but we had a, we had really good chemistry. I loved working Jimmy Yang. Oh, yeah. Jimmy's um, very understated and, and uncredited in what he can actually do in the ring. Um, you know, all the cruiserweights I had a good time with. Uh, I was trying to get more guys in there because I kind of just, you know, just ran through that whole division over and over and over. Yeah. Um, but I got I got to work with I mean I I got to work with everybody during that run. Taker, uh, you know, Rey Mysterio. Um, the Taker match was fun. The Taker it's one of my favorite performances. I get my ass kicked. Sure. But as a, as a as a performer and and the job that I was given, the assignment that I was given, you know, it was one of my favorite performances. Hey, so 
You know, I don't know if I ever asked you this um, in private or, or when you're on the show uh, uh, the other time. Uh, do you have a preference, like, um, of working with guys our own size or bigger guys? Um, no, I don't. I don't mind either or. Oh, okay. I always, you know, I mean, um, I like I like big guys that that work like big guys. Yeah. That makes it easier. And I like little guys that realize they're little guys. Like, I don't like getting there with some little guy that thinks he, he can power bomb me nine times and he probably can't even pick me up yeah. if I didn't let him. <laughs> <laughs> because of the cruiserweight thing, like I like this has happened ever since I left WWE. Yeah. You know, I'll I'll get booked against the. Uh, cruiserweight again in whatever you know abc indie company and i get there and that guy's 130 pounds yep you know the crew and i'm six foot you know and i walk around uh until until i got down to 205 recently i walk around 215 you know so i'm six foot 215 and every time i show up it's always oh you're a little bit bigger than we thought yeah <laughs> every time and i go yeah, and then you know these guys got all these really great creative ideas but physically they can't pick me up Right, you know, and this, and that can get a little scary with somebody you don't know. You don't know these guys. You don't, you know, you, it's hard to trust somebody you don't know. You don't know what their background is, you know. And it's all it takes is one bad spike, and you know, you could be done at any time. So, yeah, that, that was difficult. But I, I generally do okay with everybody. So, hey Shane, I um, oh, you know what I wanted to um ask you is uh. How how uh, how's it going on uh, keeping it one hundred, man? I don't get a chance to to tune in like I I, uh, I used to I used to when you were on uh, you know the other network. But uh, yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> we have a lot of fun, man. We yeah. have a lot of fun. It's about as diverse a podcast I think as there could be. You know, we we don't really have like a legit format. It's just kind of all over the place at all times, and we got discos at all times, which as you know. You know, he, he's a, uh, I don't want to call him special needs because I feel like that would be insulting a special needs person. I don't want to do that. Right. But um, he's close. He's close. He's right there on the door. You know, he, he's out. He's our make a wish guy. I like the That's chemistry. I like the chemistry you guys have on there. And, and I'll, you know, I, I encourage um, anyone that hasn't checked it out to do so because, man, a lot is put into making that show for everyone. And, and, it, and it shows. Or you can tell when you listen to it, man. It's it's an excellent show, and Conan's always been always on. Yeah, <laughs> always. Yeah, he's always he's always he's always in our range too. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. You know, man, I don't yeah. do that. I don't do that anymore, man. Like, um, like, but if I'm hosting my like my show, like I won't I won't have a puff or anything like that. Mm. Uh, earlier on, you'll do it right in the middle of a segment. You can hear it in the background. You can yeah. Hear the bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> hey, whatever works. It'll be like right, 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 right when I'm giving a punchline, right when I'm delivering the good line, I can hear in the background like. <laughs> so Shane, you, you mentioned being out. Give me two- a beat, yeah. <laughs> So you mentioned being down to 205. We're talking about the cruiserweight division. Yeah. You're the longest reigning cruiserweight champion ever. Two part question. In, in the modern era that we have, it's almost microwave. Things happen so fast. Do you see anyone actually holding that title long enough to break your reign? And secondly, what would you do to establish even more interest in in two hundred five live uh, today? I mean, I mean, records are made to be broken. So, uh, sure. if, if they if they tell a good story, like it's not something that I would find that I would be personally uh, sad about. You know, um, right. my 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 record was organic. It wasn't designed to be like that. It just kind of happened, and I think that those type of records are cool. Um, 
spot cooler than like hey let's just go do this just to break the record you know that you know if it happens organically it'll be a lot better um as far as two or five's got to do um they're kind of they're doing some good stuff you know those the guys that they got they're growing their star power is growing growing and but that's still what they're missing they're still just missing stars you know yeah. um like I really hate the whole Enzo situation, whatever, what all happened to him, and I don't know all the details, so I'm so not getting into it. But he was a star there. You That's know, right. He was mm-hmm. a guy that brought attention to the show, and he was a guy that I would have loved to have worked with if I was Hurricane. Yeah. You know, he would have been a perfect heel. You know, he would have been the Joker to my Batman. He would have been mm-hmm. perfect for me. But um, uh, they just need guys that are you know that can talk and it seems authentic, and uh, not guys just that are like some of the guys there and. They're playing pretend wrestling, right. you know. It, yeah. it doesn't come off as, as a real gimmick, you know. Like that—that's what made my hurricane thing work. Was that people believed that I believed, you know. And and that—that's the part of acting, you know. It's the difference when you watch a movie that has good acting and bad acting. Like I don't care what the story is, if the acting's bad, it will throw you off. And so the same thing in, in wrestling. Like if the person can't pull off that character well enough, if you don't believe that they believe in it, it's going to take something away. And sometimes you don't even know, you don't you don't recognize that that's what's happening, but it is. Yeah. Well, you had that Green Lantern tattoo, man. We knew that was authentic. <laughs> that was, you know, I mean, that's how, that's how the idea came about. Hey, man, you know, so. speaking, of, speaking of pulling characters up, how about Bobby Lashley's sister? That was good. Oh, <laughs> right. what? One of those guys. One of those guys is uh, my little buddy from North Carolina. Uh, uh, everything is his gimmick. Oh, really? Um, he can do everything, apparently. Yeah, so I can't. Yeah, yeah. So he can. Uh, he, well, he 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 said that it was his twin cousin. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> he said that was my twin cousin, but it's uh, it was him. It's, you know, uh, I mean, that's kind of a throwback to some of the crazy shit, even uh, storyline wise. You know, not yeah. necessarily something that I was expecting from uh, Bobby Lashley. Yeah. You know, <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, I didn't think we were going in this direction. So, no. Um, but wrestling is a lot of let's see what works. And yeah, there have yeah. been stranger things that have worked. I here's my thing on that stuff, man. Like I just it, it just reeks of like, you know, late nineties, early two thousands. Like you know mm-hmm. like I wanna say, hey, you know, the the late nineties called and they want their, you know, they want their, want segment their yeah, segment <laughs> back segment or whatever. Back. I'm shocked it left the writer's room. I don't know how it made it to air, but I just Yeah, I, but but if if you hear so many people going, man, I wish they'd go back to the Attitude Era. Like, well, they, that's some of the shit you would have seen yeah. in the Attitude. Like, people, people romanticize that shit a lot. They romanticize a lot of the Monday Night Wars. And it's you true. were there for a bunch of it. So Amen. you know what I'm saying? Like, man, Amen. it was really hot. And then you go back and you watch some of that shit and you're like, ah. Yeah. yeah, I don't remember it being quite this sucky. No, but, <laughs> but no, it was at the time. It was at the time, and it was great at the time. But you know, um, it just you know, and it's great. Like I talk about this a lot. You know, uh, it's okay, man, um, to get in the time machine to go back and visit. But man, it's not a good place to live, man. Always <laughs> just thinking that you know everything back in the day was great and everything now sucks. You're right. Like, how would you yeah. know you're not even living in the now time? I, mean, I can't tell you, know, you how many right. people I come across that, you know, they, oh, you, you do commentary for wrestling? I'm like, yeah, I do. They go, oh, yeah, you know, I don't watch it anymore, man. It was only good 20 years ago. I'm like, you know, I can't even argue with you because you're yeah. not going to change your point of view. Yeah, yeah. Where, whereas the reality yeah. is wrestling was always wrestling. And it's bigger now than ever, yeah. but they're not going to hear that. <laughs> well, I tweeted something uh, just yesterday or something I was talking about. Like, there are certain guys that used to be, even if they were in wrestling, 
and they bash it all the time. Like, well, you, if you don't even watch it anymore, how, yes. how do you know? Right. You know, what is it that you, you know, I don't watch that shit. It sucks. Well, if you don't watch it anymore, you can't say that. Like, mm -hmm. if you ask me that, you know, I haven't seen Deadpool 2, so I'm not going to tell you whether it sucks or whether it's great because I haven't seen shit. Right. If you haven't, if you don't watch it, like, shut the, you know, shut the hell up. Yeah. So, I mean, especially don't bash it. Just say, I, I'm not, a, I'm not, a, I'm not up to date with it. You know, I mean, if you ask me about New Japan, I'm going to say, hey, right now I'm probably about a month behind mm -hmm. because of my DVR, so my DVR is telling me. So I'm not going to tell you that the last three or four weeks sucked or they were great because I haven't seen them. So I, I don't really get people that do you know, like, like what Johnny just said. And I've heard that before, too. Yeah, I, you know, I stopped watching about 10 years ago. You know, today's product just sucks. So like, really, nothing in the last 10 years has been good? Exactly. <laughs> oh. Come on, right? So, so how They is just it? got a deal for a billion dollars with Fox. There had to be something that was good. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I'm know? saying. Exactly. So how, how is it that you keep a positive attitude and, and you know... And uh, I know how I do it, but how do you do it when so many of the people my, our age and, and older like just have the worst attitude and are so bitter and sour grapes about everything? You know, man, I, I'm just kind of a, a, a positive person in life like that. You know, Johnny, we, me and Johnny spent, you know, two, two different tours in the desert. It takes a lot to get me down. I can get a little agitated at times. But, like, to me, just life in general, all of life is just absolutely absurd. Just mm. everything we do is just, <laughs> it's just absurd, you know. I mean, even, like, I love wrestling and respect it, you know, immensely. But we're, we're not curing cancer either. Yeah. You know, we're not doing anything that's going to, like, change the universe or open up, you know, you know, open up anyone's eyes to, to the afterlife or, you know, anything crazy. Like, I, I, I believe that art and entertainment are super important yep. uh, to humans. You know, yep. to be able to be entertained and escape the monotony of your everyday life right. is super important to culture. So, but at the same time, I, I, I can't take it too damn seriously because especially I'm out there dressed up like a superhero. Mm -hmm. But even yeah. when I wasn't, even when I wasn't, I was like, you know, still at the end of the day, man, uh, I just want to go uh, find me a woman and have a good time. Like that, that's my, that's my goal. <laughs> if I, as long as I get laid at the end of the day, I'm going to be happy. But, <laughs> Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm running around happy as hell, so who's doing it right? You know? right. I, don't, I don't know. I mean, they made a lot more money than I was, but I was happy as hell all the time, so I don't know. Well, recently, last week, you were at Bar Wrestling, and you put out a tweet that when you got the Please Come Back chance, it really, really made you feel good. Uh, you know, no, I mean, I get a lot of stuff. I get used to got it all the time and all that, you know, it's real. But I, that, that, I think that was the first time I ever got that particular one. Uh, like, I don't know if, if that one's been around all that much. You know, I, I think that was pretty new on the scene relatively. But um, I don't know. It was just a long, you know, I, it's been a, it was a long day. I was exhausted. You know, I, I was supposed to go on early, but then a couple of the other guys I needed to um, get out of there or something like that, and they wanted us to go on last because they needed the star presence in the main. So I was cool either way. It was probably the right match to go on last. But, yeah. Um, you know, so but it was a long show, you know, long day, long travel, and then when you go out there and you nail it and everything's good, and, you know, then you get that, <laughs> now I get to rest and I'm done. And, you know, you know how – Sean, you know how it is after a good match, man. Like a good match yeah. makes makes your life like your life better. Yeah, like, it does. I, I could have just won the lottery today. If I have a bad match tomorrow, I'm gonna be pissed off. That's, a, that's like, exactly affect, right. It affects the mood. Yeah, it affects my mood. So when I have a good match, man, then I get then I'm happy as hell, man. And I was really just feeling it. And then he hit me with that, and 
You know, I don't know. I can't really tell why, but it was something that really got to me. Yeah. You know? hey. I'm, I'm a little sensitive bitch sometimes. I, I, I <laughs> oh, man, me too. Hey, when... Uh, whenever I get, like, whenever I'm involved in a shitty match, man, it hurts my feelings so much. It ruins my, it, I mean, it, like you're saying, man, it sounds like the same for you. It ruins yeah. my night, and, and, and it ruins, like, and, and I'm down about it until I have a decent match. And sometimes that's months down the road, man. What? And that sucks. Yeah, I had one. I had a stinker. And it, the thing was, I jinx, I don't know if I jinxed myself, but, you, I mean, you just know how it is. Yeah. There was a run where I was having really good matches, really good matches, really good shows, and I was on Keeping It 100 talking to Conan and others, and they're going, I'm due for a stinker. I know it's coming. I know it's coming. Because that's just how it is. You're going, there's going to be one. There's always one on the horizon just waiting for your ass. And so and I, I had, had to show in Wisconsin. There's 2,000 people there, man. Big show, and it just and the guy I was in there with just wasn't ready. Shouldn't have, shouldn't have even been. I mean, he should he should have been sitting in the crowd, mm. and they should have probably charged him double. That I <laughs> he should not have been in the match, and it just was awful. It was, I couldn't save it, couldn't bring it back. Lost my cool. I had to punch him in the mouth because he was stepping me. Had you know, to. So. Had to. <laughs> had to. Damn yeah, I'm straight. from the old school. You get the receipt right away. Yeah. You don't get it after the business. <laughs> that shit's coming. <laughs> that shit's coming with the appetizers with me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> And even after the show, you know, Dave Hero, you know Dave, of right? Course. So we're, you know, uh, he's hanging out. Uh, Joey Ryan's there and, you know, uh, MVP. And I was like, I, I, it took me forever to kick out of the funk that I was in yep. because of that. Like, yeah, yeah it, man, it, it affects my personality big time. I've wanted to, man, like, honestly, before my, sh I had a match at that bar wrestling in front of that uh, crowd uh, last year. I think it was like. Anyways, it was last year, and uh, it was great. I had the same kind of experience as you, and right before that, I'm like, you know, contemplating, eh, I think I'm done. I'm done at the end of the year. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, after that match, I'm like, you know, um, yeah, I just went out there and killed it. I don't think I'm done yet, you know? So yep. that's what a good match can do for you. Yep. For sure. I was, totally, I was telling Joey after that match, I said, I think this is it, man. I said, you know, everybody else wants to retire on top. I'm yeah. going to be different. I'm going to retire on the bottom. The very bottom. <laughs> there's, no, there's no way I can have a worse match than what I had tonight. So I think this is it. I think I go out on the bottom. I beat you. <laughs> <laughs> and it was great. The very next day, Joey sent me a picture. He goes, hey, man, I got a picture of your match last night. And he sent it to me, and it was a picture of a trash can. <laughs> <laughs> so after that, that match in Wisconsin – uh, when you go back to the locker room, what does that guy say to you, or what do you say to him, or is he clueless? Oh, dude! Oh, dude! I was, I was, you know, I was super hot when he came back, dude. This is how hot I was. I told the dude to quit. Oof. I said, dude, you just need to give up and quit. That's how mad I was. I was like nothing could be that bad. And uh, and then like I calmed down a little bit later, and he came over again. He, he was, and he ended up being like a nice guy. He like, man, you can hit me if you want. I'm like, what? Said, no, man, I'm gonna hit you. <laughs> no, I said no. I said, you got your receipt in there. I said, that, that part's over. And yeah. then I talked to him. I was like, you just, you know, uh, you know, once your head's closed, I mean, you're not ready to be out there. Right? Yeah. I get it. If you're nervous, you can be nervous back here. So that, that, that's fine. But once we're out there, we're, we're, we're equal then. We got to be equal then, you know, cause we got to perform. Yeah. And I was like, don't quit, but you need a lot of work, you know? And so I kind of got him, you know, cause he was, he was, he was upset too, but, and we got, you know, we got past it, but, Still, 
you know, I always feel like I can have a match with anybody. And that was my that was my reputation in, in WWE. Yep. And one of the big compliments I ever got from Vince himself was, you know, if you can't have a good match with Hurricane, we got a problem. That's right. And, you know, and, and he, he don't like give out compliments, you know, <laughs> Tell me for nothing. It. He, you know, he, they're pretty selective. So, um, you know, yeah. so that one, like I said, it just took me a while to get out of that slump. But, I mean, the very next week I went and had another match, and it was great. And just like Sean said a while ago, I was like, oh, man, I could do this for another five years. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So. That's exactly the mentality afterwards. Oh, jeez, I don't see any end in sight now. <laughs> 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 you, so, you ask me how long, how long, how much longer are you going to do this, and and the answer changes, you know, from month to month. Yeah, it does. So, do you know how long, how long that guy had been at it? Like, because he was, you say he wasn't ready. Like, was he not ready for a match with you, or just not ready for a match at all? He wasn't ready. I, I don't feel like he. Well, he definitely wasn't ready for a match with me, but he wasn't ready for a match. I, mm-hmm. I don't think at all. You know, he punched me in the ear on a lockup. <laughs> and then and then we got to the corner and he fought me in the other ear and I was like that's it here we go and there was that receipt we talked about mm-hmm. um, yeah it's fantastic. So, you know, it just wasn't ready I mean that, that, that happens you know but like that's I put out a tweet then I was like promoters if your guy can't lock up don't put him in there with me mm-hmm. you know I, I just I feel like there's a lot of talent out there today I think there's more talent in wrestling right now than there's ever been in, in terms of the number of actual people you know, maybe some of the stars aren't as bright as, yes. as they were in the heyday, but there are a lot of talented guys. Mm-hmm. To me, there's no excuse to have somebody that bad in the ring. Exactly. They're, like, you, like you just – exactly, man. I co-signed that. There's so much – there's tons of competent uh, like talent that can do great things out there and don't screw things up. Yes, tons. I agree, yeah, man. So. And I, I get it why some people end up on shows, but man, it hurts your show. It's not worth the tickets they sold. It's just not. Mm-hmm. Shane, I got one last question for you because we haven't talked about this uh, in a while. Do you remember in Iraq when we definitely stood next to a ghost and took that photo? Oh, in the, in the uh, torture chamber? Yeah, the, <laughs> yeah, it was the bottom. We went to Saddam Hussein's old, um, whatever you want to call it, where he used to reign, and they took us down to the prison cells. And I think me, you, and Ken, we like posed for a picture of one of the commanding officers. And I know you saw it with me. Out of the corner of our eyes, we just saw the massive padlock shake back and forth like four times. Do you remember what I said right before we went in that hallway, too? No, I don't. I was like, man, I said, man, it's creepy as shit down here. What's <laughs> going on down here? Like, because yeah. like I, the hair on my arm stood up for no reason. Yep. And like there was just this feeling of dread. You know, I was like, what, where the hell are we going? What, I mean, it's creepy down here. What is this place? And it looked kind of like a school hallway. Yes. It wasn't. It didn't visually look creepy, but there was a feeling, an, an ominous feeling down there. And I was like, man, what? I remember you and I looked at each other just like bright, like wide-eyed, and I, I told the commanding officer, I said, hey, that padlock shook back and forth, and as calm as can yep. be, just goes, yep, it's haunted as hell down here. <laughs> yep. And I said, all right, I'm ready to go. Yep. <laughs> I, ain't, I, ain't, I ain't going to be the white guy in the movie that investigates shit. I ain't investigating nothing. Yeah, I'm, I'm out. I wanted to stay. You guys wouldn't let me. Hey, Shane, uh, the last time you were on... You were still uh, with with Impact Wrestling, and now you're, you're obviously you're not uh, you're no longer working with those guys. Can can we talk about that a little bit? Sure. So what happened at the end? <laughs> I got fired. <laughs> no, uh, my contract was up, and um, you know, uh, uh, Jared came in, and he just wanted his to give his buddies uh, 
one of his buddies my job. No evaluation. Wow. No, uh, no professional uh, courtesy, no rhyme, no reason. Just I want my buddy to have your job, and that's what happened. Yeah. Huh. And the, uh, huh. All right. Straightforward. I guess. I just was because I, I know there was like a, a a tweet you sent out, you know. Uh, you know what, man? I don't want to bring all what? this shit up. Like, I'm sorry, dude. No, it's okay. I mean, it's okay. I loved my time there. I mean, the way the way yeah. that it was handled at the end was was bad and you know, very unprofessional. And you know, I just thought Jeff was actually at that Wisconsin show too. You know, he came up, he shook my hand, I shook his hand, but he was like trying to talk to me, and I was just looking at him like, "What the fuck? Why are you talking to me?" Oh yeah, it's like I, that. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to hold a grudge for the you know rest of my life, but don't pretend. You know, I'm not going to pretend that that didn't happen. You know, right. I'm not, I'm not your bitch. Mm-hmm. Don't pretend you didn't me over. So, you know, shake the hand. You know, I'll, I'll do the professional courtesy, but you know, get the hell on. Gotcha. Well, did you enjoy working with Trevor Lee in Impact and bringing him up and having the connection from old Omega to new Omega with Trevor? Yeah, yeah of course. You know, I mean, working with Trevor was good. I thought that you know. They wanted, you know, I was injured when they brought me in. You know, I had the ACL surgery there. So, I mean, and that's kind of like why I was doing the agent thing. It was just to see if I even liked it. Because I did a little, I dabbled in agent work in uh, WWE, but had never, not in any issues that I think like a Sunday night heat match once. But um, nothing official. And I enjoyed that. So this, Impact gave me a chance to let me see if I actually do like it. And I really did. I really did enjoy it. And I loved working with talent and especially guys that are, you know, still passionate and just, you know, all these ideas and stuff like that and helping groom them. You know, there were guys I helped with entrances, helping guys with promos, um, you know, just really going above and beyond, you know. So I, I was I was really enjoying it. And bringing in Trevor was, you know, they wanted to use my – they wanted to use me in some capacity, and I was kind of against that at first. Cause, like, I didn't want to be out there limping around, you know. Mm, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I wasn't in shape. I wanted to be out there limping around. But the idea to bring, you know, to act like it was going to be me and then bring in my protege, Trevor Lee, uh, that was a good idea. I think we pulled that out pretty well. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, I uh, brought in um, Andrew Everett. I wanted, I tried to get Cedric Alexander in, and I got the uh, ixnay on that one, which was a mistake, obviously. Yeah. Um, I helped bring in Caleb. There was a couple guys, uh, Pepper Parks I endorsed. Uh, mm-hmm. Braxton Sutter was his gimmick there. Um, you know, there was several guys that I – that I wanted to bring there, and, you know, I, I had a really good time working there. Yeah, just, and it sounds like you weren't just an agent. that You kind of wore, you know, wore several hats when you were down there, like producer, uh, all kinds of different things, huh? Mentor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even, like, I wasn't the agent of their match, and they would kind of sneak over there and go, hey, man, you know, can you help me out with this? And I was like, you know, I, I just loved doing it, and, and they could tell. I mean, when you still love the business, and yeah. like, I mean, there was actually a good cast of agents there. You know, Abyss uh, loves it, Al still loves it, um, and each guy kind of has their own sh- own strengths. You know, so um, it was real. It was a real good crew down there. You know, just they, I mean, they just didn't have, they just don't have the financial resources to really compete, and that's always going to be the case. And if, and that I mean, that's what people focus on. You know, you you turn on that show, and. But what does have the damn production value of WWE? Hell, hardly anything does. No. <laughs> you know? No, so. but, but, you know, hey, uh, have you have you thought about um, working with them again in the future? With what you're seeing right now? Is that, is that uh, appeal to you at all? Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I'm up with anything. Um, like I said, yeah, I, I didn't like the way that, that, that I, I was left. Um you know, that I left, but so there'd have to be, 
you know, uh, there'd have to be conversations, sure. you know, uh, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I still love wrestling and I still, I mean, there's a lot of stuff they do that I really like too. You know, uh, yeah. actually, I mean, there's new belts, those, those the new belts that they had made, those, it was buddies of mine that made them, oh, you yeah. know, and that was a connection that I had kind of helped facilitate through other people. So, um, you know, I mean, I'm a big fan of it. When I'm a good, I'm a fan of good wrestling. I don't care what letters are attached to it. Yeah. You know, whether it's Ring of Honor, New Japan, I don't care if it's good. I, I like it. Do you get a chance to see any of the the t like you know, uh, for instance, uh, MLW fusions on mm-hmm. like what's it called BN? How's that? Uh, what anyway? No, yeah. Anyways, they have a weekly I followed, TV I show. I follow their stuff on, on Twitter and social media, but I haven't actually seen one of their shows. Huh, you know Tony Schiavone's doing mm. doing play by play with Rich Bocchini. Or... I believe their shows are on YouTube as well. Oh yeah, possibly on a delay, but I know the episodes wind up on YouTube. Yeah, well, I guess I, I guess I want I want to hear it just to hear Tony again. Yeah, mm. and they and they have some you know Matt Riddle's there, and you know there's just you know a lot of the guys that you the usual suspects that are that are running around like the top of the card on all the the good indies these days, the Pentagons, mm. Blacks, and the Jeff Cobb stuff and... like that. So. Anyways, man, there's yeah. a lot of good stuff. Jeff Cobb, yeah, another Greco guy like yourself, Shane. A lot of people don't realize Shane. Yeah. Shane, Shane Holmes is a Greco man, Greco Roman man. <laughs> Greco Back in my younger days. Before we let you go, have you had any contact with Lucha Underground, or do you follow Lucha Underground at all? Yeah, yeah, actually, uh, no, no, uh, no contact with them at all. I mean, I know um, uh, Big Dick Johnson. Guy. What's his real name? Uh, Chris to Joseph. Chris yes. to Joseph. Yeah, yeah, I know him really well, but uh, it's just never anything that, that came up. Uh, I don't, I don't know if there's any right. I don't know if there's any reason. Not, I mean, there wouldn't be nothing. I know it, no negative. I got along great with them, so um, not really. No, I think I think they use a lot of guys that are close, though. You know, yeah. I think that's a, a big deal LA with guys, them. Yeah. Is you kind you gotta have to be in L.A. or you know drive up from Mexico. Pretty that's pretty close. You know, their, their budget their budget's pretty small, so. Is that something you think? That's a lot of this. something you would be interested in, either being an agent there or, or having the hurricane invade the temple. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this, I, anything that's fun and, and a good story, I'm up for. You know, I, I like I like doing programs with companies as opposed to just the internet, the one and done. You know, the one and done is they're good for what they are, but you know, I like to deal with companies and say, hey, how about if I come back and we do a couple of different things and. You always get more out of that, but a lot mm. of companies want to do just the one and done. But in my experience, especially over the last couple of years, um, fans get invested when, when you know, especially the quote unquote TV guys come back. Yeah, you know, if we do something and after the match, like, no, nah, hell no, I'm gonna be back next month. Like fans get invested in that instead of okay, I was here, you'll never see me again. And it's um, an opportunity for for you to give the rub to to you know a younger guy mm-hmm. that's just coming up or whatever, man. It's it's good for everyone. Yeah, hey, hey, Shane, yes, I enjoy that more. Shane, hey man, um, what what do you got going on right now? Like, what's coming up in, in the immediate future for you? We're getting ready to uh, wrap the show up here. Um, dude, I'm, I'm actually I, I work pretty much every single week. Yeah, uh, I just I was just in Costa Rica last weekend. Uh, I got a couple of loops in the UK coming up, uh, Australia, you know, all over the US. So, I mean, I, I stay really busy. Um, you know, I got. I'm on the farm, and it's garden season, so uh, I'll I'll be in the garden. You know, uh, getting my ass whooped by that monkey in the sky uh, <laughs> during the week. But 
Um, but, but that's my life now, man. You know, I got two kids, so uh, during the week I'm super dad, and then I hit the plane and I go be a, a superhero. So, and it's so it's like it's, you know, it's, it's, it's really good. You know, it's really good. It's, it's a real good place. You know, for whatever 2018 is going to end up being. My most successful year since I left WWE. Wow, man, that says that says something about the state of the wrestling industry right now. It's nice. Yeah, and, and I can't be more appreciative, you know, to, to to the fans and stuff like that. You know, just they really, you know, you go through spurts of when, you know, I mean, I, I kind of with that character anyway. A lot of it's that that gimmick character. You know, people kind of just like the superhero thing. You know, maybe it's me. I don't know. I, I it's half and half. You know, half yeah. me, but that gimmick, you know, is is a lovable character. But like just you know the last 2017 was really good and 2018 is just like something something ticked back in the gear and um and the fans are really taking to a lot of stuff uh you know all the crazy shit I put on social media is really you know fans are really digging that and like uh you know that that's actually been a real big boom you know the whole rumble appearance happened because of something I posted on Instagram yeah, yeah. you know so I I, I turned the Instagram post. Because that, that's what, when they were thinking about who to add into the um, into the rumble, at that particular moment, something I put up went kind of viral. And it kind of clicked in the head. Oh, yeah, we should get that. <laughs> and so, you know, having fun in social media, you know, not being a maniac, you know, not running around with my balls out and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, having fun on social media. You know, that's the thing, man. Sometimes we're trying to have fun on social media, and then you get, like, you... You made a joke. It's just a harmless joke about about some woman's ass being being flat, and you said something about her not paying the flat tax or having to. <laughs> oh my god! Somebody was just couldn't wait to jump on that, and you know, respect women. Hey, oh, look, yeah. man. No one, like very few people, respect women or like all the stuff that's going on nowadays more than I do. But enough, come on already, man. When we can't even make a joke like that, right? That's a good joke too. Jeez. Hey, listen, I am I'm personally offended by a flat ass, you know. That is <laughs> Me too. Do some lunges for so Christ's sake. What about what about my feelings? That's what I want. That's what's up. What about my feelings? Yeah. You so. know, dude, and the, the thing was, it was more of a joke too. I mean, the joke was obviously this girl had a really flat ass, but the thing too was there's Spider-Man uh, the dude that plays Spider-Man there, and he's got a peach on him. That's right. <laughs> like, and that was kind of the joke. Like, you got this dude over here. He, he's been doing his squat. Then you got this girl, and, you know, she looks like a sliding board. <laughs> yep. Anyways. Hey, man. Hey, give us your social media and everywhere, like, uh, people can find you if they want to book you for appearances, things like that. Uh, at Shane Helms Com is everything. At Shane Helms Com. Still with him at the end, so. Uh, and that is because my website is shanehills.com. See how it's finished. Sweet. All right, man. Yep. Hey, hey, thank you so much, man. I, I'm, I'm really grateful that uh, you spent some of your time with us today, Shane. And I can't wait to see you again, yep. man. Yeah, man, I'll see you soon. I think there's a con that we're supposed to be on. I heard, I heard potentially. I haven't agreed to it today, and I can't remember now what it was. Ah. Um, <laughs> well, I, hope I know they said the NWO guys are going to be there, and so I just assumed you're one of them. You're one of those interviews. Well, you'll be so. at StarCast. Yeah. And it all ends. So. So. Yeah. All right, man. Well, thank you, Shane. I'll see you soon, man. All right. See you, buddy. All right, man. Love you, buddy. Love you guys. Too, be good. Thank you. Take thank care, Hurricane. All right. He's the man. Sugar Shane Hurricane Helms. <laughs> I can say this. I've been in stand-up comedy for 13 years and, and wrestling for about eight. Shane Helms is the funniest person I've ever yes. been around, including comedians. A, no one makes funny. me laugh 
harder than Shane Helms. And I, I've seen that he can break Ken Anderson like nobody else to where mm-hmm. Ken will giggle like a five-year-old. He's that funny. So with that, we're going to get the hell out of here because I'm trying to keep the show to mm-hmm. an hour, but I've yet, I've, I haven't been able to do it once in probably, I don't know, in the last month or so. So uh, we're going to get the hell out of here now. Right. And, <laughs> make that happen. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, we really appreciate it, man. It means the world to me. And uh, we'll, be, uh, we'll be back right here next week uh, at Buzz TV, Westwood One, and Jericho Network. Yeah. Xbox One, two, three, sixty. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Sean Waltman, producers Mark B. Donica, Jimbo Frank, Christy Olson, and the entire Xbox 12360 staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in. Like us on Facebook, rate and comment on iTunes and YouTube. Follow Xbox on Twitter at TheRealXbox and email us at xbox12360show at gmail.com. The Westwood One Podcast Network.